Howdy, y'all, and welcome to another episode of Mitch Wonders coming to you live from Austin, Texas. You know, I've been learning a lot about Austin, been learning a lot about Texas. This being the time of year that it is, I thought I would uh, kind of dive into the creepier side of it, and boy, did I find something. Um, Austin, Texas is the first North American city to have a documented serial killer. You betcha. And uh, 1884, I believe, the killings began. But also recently, I took a tour uh, of the haunted sites in Austin with a couple of friends. So today we're being joined by the tour guide himself. Ricky joins us to give us uh, his expertise on the matter. And uh, we'll give you an idea of how the first serial killer in North America in Austin, Texas, also very well may have been Jack the Ripper himself. You heard me, so stick around. You know, unless you're scared. Yeah. Ricky, how are you, my friend? It's good to see you again. I'm doing very well. <laughs> Mitch, how are you doing? I like your cowboy hat and the picture behind you. It's a nice one, isn't it? It's uh, yes. I, can't, I wish I could recall the artist's name, but of course it is a Stetson because we are we are talking. I figure if we're going to talk authentic uh, Texas, probably conjecture like like you say, we should uh, yeah. add an air of realism to it. But uh, thank you for taking the time. Like I say, and also I mean, just everybody knows you and I met uh, when a couple of friends of mine. Uh, Michelle and Nathaniel came down from Detroit and we did the haunted tour of Austin, Texas with you as the lead. Oh yeah. I do that. I'll do that some days. I, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you, we had, we had a good time. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a creepy uh, subject matter and on a creepy Halloween night or Halloweenish night, but yeah. I mean, we're having, but we're having fun too, right? Well, I mean, I got into being a, ghost tour guide not because of like i'm like a ghost boy or anything because i was doing stand-up and i was like holy shit it's really hard to make money off of this like i imagine but like you know the skills carry over right you're entertaining a crowd yeah i mean i've got to say i don't want to give it away for everybody who's going to take the tour by the way what's you do want to shout out the the tour group name yeah tour atx they do a good job um Jenny and Jim Miles, very, very, they're good bosses and good people. So there you go. There you go. So I, like I said, I don't want to give it up, but if you, if they if they take it, they'll see some of your uh, your acting skills. And I, I don't want to say anything, but the scream is not to be missed. <laughs> I practice that every night. I probably wake up screaming still because of that, but. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but one thing we talked about because I I was familiar about it before because I did, I did some research for last year's Halloween yeah. episode of the Mitch Wonders podcast and I came across the Servant Girl Annihilator which is a good story but I was just doing other stuff like haunted bar supposedly in Austin the Driscoll Hotel like we went to in depth which is great you guys got to if nothing else that's a great part but yeah. we talked about the Service Girl Annihilator and I think it's interesting well first of all uh, some quick facts because at first um the the killer wasn't known as the annihilator it was because of they used primarily an axe yeah, yeah. the austin axe murderer but 
But do you know, do you, do you recall who, because somebody quasi- Oh, I know exactly why. I, I tell it on, it depends on how like much time and how big the tour is, but it's uh, the way that the, the killing, the killer's name is coined is hilarious to me. The fact that O. Henry, who was doing a stint in Austin. Yeah. Yeah, and he's writing one of his buddies back in Chicago, and he's basically complaining about how boring Austin is. <laughs> he said, oh, God, this summer, it's been so boring. Other than the killings of the servant girl Annihilator, which have really livened things up. And like then, son of a bitch. I mean, yeah. everybody's name, because this is the guy who wrote Gift of the Magi, beautiful yeah. little Christmas story. Yeah, but, exactly. But I mean, right? even though, you know, because it happened... 75 years, I guess, before the, the the term serial killer was coined. But still, Austin, with pride, I got to say, was the first uh, city, what had, you know, repeat, American city to have a serial killer. Because Jack yeah. the Ripper didn't even happen until three years later, right? Yeah. And so then, uh, maybe Chi-Town had a, a serious, serious serial killer, but that was the 1898 World Fill, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he usually when people think about the the first serial killer in America, they think H. H. Holmes. But uh, yeah, yeah, nope. Yeah, that was a oh that one. Yeah, you want to you want to read an interesting story because that is uh, absolutely brutal. I think he killed though admitted to twenty seven killings, yeah. but but the victims here, you know, I, I've listed out from from my resources online, came mm. out to nine altogether and one boyfriend. Does that yeah. jive with what you had? Yeah, and it's speculative as far as like you know, that's what they give him credit for, I guess, right? Well, a lot of I mean, speaking of speculative, and first of all, I'm considering you my expert on the on the matter because hey, you're leading a tour, but yeah. uh, but also, I mean, because speaking of speculative, they hauled in 400 people, 400 basically men to you know to question about the killings, and they were all released. And there are some wacky theories, but uh, I think the the, the it's not so much wacky, but interesting. And the more you look at it, could really be the fact that this servant girl annihilator, accused, conjectured, whatever, may mm-hmm. actually have been Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly um, the the evidence is pretty circumstantial. Granted. Well, that, uh, that being the time, right? I mean, you're, you're not going to yeah. get too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, in an effort to, uh, obviously, everyone knows Jack the Ripper went unsolved, right? So mm-hmm. it's like the London police basically had the same issue that uh, the Austin police had. And like, they're like, who did this? We're going to round up all these people. We have no idea what's going on. And, um, you know, serial killings, like, they weren't even called serial killings, but this kind of like crime wasn't. It, it never happened back then. So the London police were like, what the heck do we do? And they heard yeah. that the same thing happened in Austin. So they actually wrote a letter to the Austin PD asking for advice about, you know, how to catch this or, or, or if they had any leads or what they did, or if they had just any advice in general as to like what this could be. It's so cool thinking about it. Like you kept saying to us to to visualize, you know, oh, yeah. at one point, uh, 1871, 1871, that's just the close of the Western frontier, you know, the official close because the railroad had made it to the West Coast. But so you, you got to, you know, just imagine how still 
Wild West Austin was and and how wild London was. It, you know, we didn't have you know the information. The fact that they had to write a letter, so that probably took a couple months to get here. But yeah, I think they had to, on the ship. They have to bring it on the ship. And yeah, then, you're, at least a couple of months to get here, then get it from the East Coast up or else up through Galveston Bay, whatever. But yeah. but uh, so who was the uh, sus- the suspect that they kind of focused on for Austin? Well, and this is, you know, I'm a tour guide, like we're, we're giving tours and I do my own research a little bit. But to my understanding, it was the Malay cook, Maurice, who skip town i know there's yeah. like other there there are other you know like the the theory that the servant girl annihilator and the um and jack the ripper are the same person like there's multiple people that they or multiple theories you know there's not like one concrete guy just the one that we focus on the tour is the guy that um you know there was like some sketchy things surrounding this guy and he basically he skipped down and is said to have mur- but the up? murder stopped then the murder stopped then too right yeah yes the timeline lined up and, uh, you know like you say the timeline lines up also for a boat trip to london right yeah yeah so he basically skips town names maurice he's malay cook around town and you know, a lot of the killings happened around where he worked. And, listen, you know, they're they're barking up any tree that they can find, right? And truth be told, look, I don't know if it's this guy. I'd probably say it's Nathan Elgin that is the servant girl annihilator, but, like. Yeah, that was another one. They, 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 he was the one. Tell us about the, uh, the correlation between uh, his foot injury. And so they, so this guy, um, and you know, just everything that lined up with it. Look, serial killers typically murder their own race. This was a black guy. Um, he matched the description of the killings, like, was known around town as just like not a good guy. And then, you know, he gets killed in this police standoff while he's like dragging this woman out of a saloon. And they pull off his right boot. They find out this guy only has four toes. They're like, that's weird because, and this is kind of funny because it's like, you'd be like, why is there like a foot, a bare footprint around? Why would they be able to like, why, why would that come into any sort of play as far as, you know, evidence for this but it's he actually he took off his boots near the uh scene of the crime and he would walk into the servant houses that were behind um like the main houses right it's the servant girl they had the main house and then you know 20 yards away would have the servant quarters and he would take off his boots and walk barefoot to the servant quarters so as to not like alert them yeah to leave yeah, they they found bare footprints of a guy that only had four toes, or it looked like yeah, he had toes. And and took- one of one of the, one of the killings. I, I hate to interrupt you, but also they were, they described it as uh, they found uh, footprints in the snow, which again, I mean, doesn't happen too often in Austin. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even know that. No. 
Yeah, there's one of them. But it's also, I mean, there's also a correlation. You know, one thing we say, you know, about the about the cook is the fact that number one, the murder stopped. Could have been coincidental. Could have been Nathan as well. We don't know. Uh, but also, but there's a similarity again where they're preying on female victims, uh, yes. probably lower lower class female victims. So, I mean, I I, I don't say I I, I want to take pride or I like I, I I wish there was because like you say it's it's back in the 1880s. Oh, by the way, this started. What this is my personal theory, which is I admit stupid, but mm-hmm. this the, these started the year after UT was founded. So I'm thinking maybe it's somebody didn't want a university in the town. So it's, you know what? I'm gonna start killing some people. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's not it's as bad about higher education. He had to start killing well, people. Well, I'm just thinking he's like, I don't want all that crap. That it was probably a California funded, but he was like saying. You know, if I start killing a bunch of people, they'll say, I'm not sending my kids there for Christ's sake, and the college will have to fold. That's not bad. But anyway, but uh, awesome. so, now, so, so now we've got, I mean, just for, for sake of conjecture, we've got a Malaysian cook now in London, and he's still pissed. You know, he's, yeah. you know what? Yeah, and see, so. So this is another thing that, um, so there are like several several eyewitness accounts that said they saw Maurice like on the ship to London and they said that like he would get wasted. You know, he had <laughs> I, I told that story on the uh I, like when the police interviewed him for the murder of Mary Ramey when they're interviewing everybody, they said that he was they literally described him as beastly drunk. Right? Like this guy would get wasted. You know, and um, apparently he was on the ship to Galvis or to London, and he was telling like everybody aboard the ship that he's like going to kill the first women woman that he sees when he gets off the ship. That's that's so. I mean, because come on, man. I mean, even for us, that's because even you know after Mary Ramey, there were only three more, I believe. That's when the uh, well, four if you count the accidental boyfriend got got yeah, got yeah. whacked as well. But uh, it's just there's just too much. I mean, yeah, it's the it's the time of year, and for whatever reason, I don't know why October and fall, you know, gets people thinking about. There's got to be something, you know, it's scary. It's okay, you know, it gets dark earlier and stuff like that. But and by the way, that was a a beautiful almost full moon night. And I'll give you credit, by the way, again, shout out for the tour and yourself because as we were talking about you, we were talking about. Uh, I mentioned that I found out that you know two of the murders actually happened on the grounds of what is now Whole Foods. Uh, grocery store and you said well we're not walking that far but it is nice to have the background as you're speaking to the topic to show the location and i'm getting the tingles now swear to god because when you when we were talking in front of the driscoll and you put you turned us around and we're looking down an alley where one of the murders happened yeah. dude that 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 brings it to life i mean it, it's it does yeah and it's crazy i mean to think about how i mean austin is still kind of like has a lot of original architecture because it's such a new city. It is, but anyway, you know, me and my friends were standing because afterwards we had a drink, oddly enough, on the on the balcony of the Driscoll, and we're looking out. There's a lot of still old buildings, like you pointed out. Uh, actually, the uh, the tour, the speakeasy itself, was in is a one of the older buildings in town, right? Yeah, the Chrysler Building, 1871. See, it, that's so kooky to me. And I, I've told my friends before, it's like Austin's because I've lived in. Pittsburgh, Chicago, Seattle, you know, major cities, you know, it's, 
I can't believe some of the things I still see in Austin. It's just, it's a, such a on, a, on one level, it's like a lack of sophistication that is endearing. And that's, I think I kind of fit here. And I'm hoping yeah. maybe you feel the same way. I don't know why you can't, but things, places like you come across, like, like you're walking around the state capitol is fantastic. You go two blocks away. There's the chili parlor. What a dump, but what, but it's great because it's I like, those, I know. So do I, but in fact, that sounds good today. But well, uh, you know they they filmed that Tarantino movie. Did they? Which one? Uh, Death Proof. No kidding. A couple scenes take place in that Austin chili parlor, the Texas chili. Well, parlor. speaking of a couple scenes taking place, I should probably give a shout out to Buried in Barstow for giving me my Nalgene because uh, some of these were uh, filmed in and around Austin, and at the rap party they uh, had the prescience to leave this box unattended. So, hey, they got me a good Nalgene. There you go. Buried in Barstow. I'm sure they want to have, want us to have it. But anyway, back to, cause it looks like, okay, so that's what we've got. I mean, it's like we've got potentially, and for all we know, for I me mean, from back from the data and the uh, information that exists from the day could very well have been that Jack was an Austin, like I don't want native, but. Well, yeah. So the, the, the big thing that lines up is the first two known serial, basically the first two known serial killers of the new world, right? And they happened concurrent with each other. The the servant girl annihilator killing stopped, and then the Jack the Ripper yeah. stopped. Exactly. It's the choice of victim, you know, underprivileged women, right? Servants, prostitutes, fits the mold, and then the over-the-top barbarity of just like, I mean... Both of the killings were like, even for serial killer metrics, were like over the top. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, coupling that with the fact that like these are literally like way before serial killers, you just have two guys, you know, when I say it on the tour, these are two guys with the same MO 100 years before MO was a thing. Yeah, and you can't, you can't just like that same type of MO just happens to occur again. That's why, you know, because there was conjecture that it could have been the 1898 Chicago World's Fair person as well. But that definite MO does not line up. He, he, he poisoned them, right? I think he actually built like a hotel. Like a, yeah, like a hotel with like crazy. Yeah, like murder rooms. And I think he was gassing them. And... I think that was the thing, though. He was like, like Jack the Ripper, he's not, he ain't, he's not gassing any girl. You know, he's yeah. Well, this guy took the time to buy real estate, so (laughs) and decide. And you come to visit my murder hotel, and we'll take care of you in ways you would never expected. Yeah, but uh, but it definitely is a creepy time of year for it, and a great time here. You know, one of the other uh, theories, just you know, to tie the two together, there was uh, some lady, and this all she had was a name. She thought um, it could have been Jack the Ripper, conversely, coming to the United States. You know, because there was a uh, a cotton merchant, a guy named James Maybrick, that uh, often traveled to the U.S. for business. So just a name. She just threw it out there. No no data, no real, no dates, anything. It's just like, she's like, you know what? Could be both. Let's do that. Yeah, I mean, it is fun to think that, like, you know, USA, we just, we got the first serial killer, you know. And not only that, it's fun to think that, like, England doesn't even get their own serial killer. That's still our serial killer, right? 
There's a little national pride there, right? Yeah, like USA, USA, like your most famous serial killer. Like, say what you will, you know, Jack the Ripper is in a weird way a sense of pride to the English people. You know, it's the most famous serial killer of all time. I know. Wouldn't, you can't. Two de of of the revolution be that we get that serial killer as well. Yeah, you don't get that. You don't even get that. You know what you get? Uh, the back of our head is we're leaving town. Exactly. But, well, here's here's my favorite one. I don't even know if you've heard this one before. And and this will be how, you know, kind of wrap this up for the day because I know you got stuff to do. But the, there was a theory that there were three serial killers. You ever heard that one? I have not, no. They're, they're, they brought in two husbands of the killers because they thought the husbands killed their wives, but he did it in a fashion similar to the other ones just so they could get rid of the bitches. Pardon my friends, but... So they so they thought they had they thought they had an, you're fine and an, an annihilator and two 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 dudes are like you know what I see an opportunity I'm going to kill my wife they I mean, actually brought it in they convicted one believe it or not but they had to let him go for lack of evidence yeah I mean what a better time like if you've been thinking about killing your wife <laughs> primo yeah. primo. And you're like, and you're like, it's, it's now or never. Like, <laughs> it's, you're like, it's, it's the late 1800s. What kind of, how are they going to trace it back to me? Exactly. Because so the other one, they was actual, they brought them both to court. One was a mistrial, like I say, and the other one got arrested or I did convicted. But, Go ahead, though. But it's, it's hilarious. Yeah. There's one other one about the, but the, but the killer having magic powers, but I don't want to, you know, get into that one. But I read but, it on, on the dock, which I like. That one's my favorite theory. The magic powers theory, but, <laughs> but, but I'll say though honestly because it, it's 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 kind of fun. It's kind of like like everything we said. It's brutal. It's kind of a sense of American pride and you know having two friends in town and we got to have that fun tour with you and you were uh, kind enough to sit in with me as my uh, Jack the Ripper expert for Austin, Texas. So, Ricky, I thank you a ton for joining me today. Yeah, of course, Mitch. Yeah, and and I'd like to thank everybody if you if you stayed with us this long. God bless you uh, on this episode. It's a fun episode for Halloween. Oh, and by the way, uh, when when this is, comes out on Halloween Eve, you're going to see some new uh, Mitch Wonders theme music, huh? Just for this one. There you go. All right, buddy. Well, thanks again for joining in, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll run into each other too soon around town. Maybe the chili parlor. Hell yeah! All right, have a good one, Mitch. All right, Bye. buddy. Take care. <laughs>